Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the New York Giants. This is the Giants Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Giants Wire editor Dan Benton. Yeah, well, Joe's a good football coach, uh, period. You know, all the things that a good coach needs to do, Joe does. And he did a great job here for me uh, in a number of different capacities. Um, uh, most importantly, special teams. But, you know, he had a lot of other responsibilities as well. And um, and when I gave him something to do, he did a good job of it. And, and so that led to, you know, other things. And, you know, he's... I think a very just accomplished football coach. He has a good understanding of the game and and how to coach it. Well, there you go, Dan. Uh, Joe Judge has at least Bill Belichick in his corner, right? I know a lot of people don't believe in Judge. They think he's uh, he's a parody of himself and all and all the other things that we've heard. But Bill Belichick loves him, so we got that recommendation, that glowing recommendation from Belichick. That's all that matters. And he was so emotional when giving that statement. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> but it's not the first time. I mean, obviously, Belichick had been on the phone with John Mara prior to. Uh, the Giants hire and judge and, you know, had even better things to say about them. They obviously have a tremendous amount of respect for each other. And, uh, you know, it'll be an interesting week seeing how they interact and how they coach their teams and how the teams, you know, treat each other, knowing obviously the familiarity between the, the organizations, the coaches themselves, the organizations and the coaches. There's a lot of history there. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll get into this joint practices, Patriots, Giants. Uh, there's some stuff to get into there. But we wanted to lead off the show this week with, with kind of a fun topic, Dan. Uh, a topic that we've never talked about before, but it's one that's kind of hot right now. And that is uh, parody accounts on Twitter fooling reporters, including Adam Schefter. Right. So there, there are people are getting fooled by parody accounts on Twitter, uh, including one account in particular. But we're not going to give the account away. A lot of Giants fans probably know the account. If you do some searching online, you could probably figure it out. We don't want to out this person because he continues to fool people to this day. I mean, one of my favorites, Dan, was a tweet about Joe Judge and a quote from Joe Judge that was fake uh, that said, quote, I'm not going to lie. It turned me on a little seeing the guys that passionate. It was about a, a brawl in practice. Uh, the big one that everybody ran with, including Adam Schefter, was Kelvin Benjamin getting cut because of he was stealing food from the uh, facility. Uh, Kadarius Tony's mysterious yeah, injury, dude. that thing that this injury occurred during the milk crate challenge. Uh, so, I mean, there's all, I mean, Joe judge taking so much pride in being a hard ass that he's making people retire and, and every injury except for Tony, I guess every injury is being attributed to judge making players run laps. So, uh, I mean, this is, this is something that's gone on and on and on and beat writers from the giants, National talking heads and opposing teams beat writers keep getting fooled by parody accounts on Twitter, and it is hilarious. It is one of the funniest things that I've <laughs> literally ever seen in this business. And you know, some people who aren't familiar with the story will be like, "Oh, well, there's nothing, you know, nothing new there." You know, people, you know, pretend to be Adam Schefter and fool people, and pretend to be all these other writers and fool people. But that's not actually what's going on here. This guy is impersonating a beat writer from the New York Giants, and he does such a tremendous job of it that. National writers, former players, you know, beats for other teams. 
they can't decipher what is real and what isn't if they're not intimately familiar with the Giants beat. And as we've learned so far this, you know, this offseason and throughout training camp and now the preseason that uh, people are not intimately familiar with who the Giants beat writers are. And uh, it is remarkable to see not just the number of people that have been fooled, but the high profile number of people that have been fooled. And the stories themselves are just so unbelievably ridiculous that it's hard to believe that they're believed but people have this wild and we've talked about this before they have this wild perception of joe judge that makes what this guy is doing seem so real to the people that aren't familiar with what's actually happening in east rutherford and it really is hysterical and i'm not going to add him because i honestly want to see how long he can ride this wave yeah yeah no i would love to say the name of the account but we're not going to do it yet because it's it's too good we were talking before we started recording as well on the uh the fight between Sterling Shepard and Troy Hill, and it was reported that Joe Judge called the cops on him because he wasn't able to uh, he wasn't able to deliver enough discipline to uh, keep these two from fighting. Right, so that was that was another one. One of the first replies I saw to that was a former player, and, and shame on me for not remembering exactly who it was. He said, "This is why I can never play for this guy." <laughs> it's so it's so good. So you've never you've never been fooled by any of these people, Dan, right? This this is these accounts would not would not trick you up. Uh, well, I mean, I'm into like I said, uh, if you're intimately familiar with the beat writers, you're not going to get fooled. But I got to tell you, if this was someone for the Patriots or the Browns doing the same thing, I mean, I'm very careful about what it is that I tweet, write, retweet, report on, etc. I mean, that's just a standard that's set by USA Today. So I wouldn't rush into that. But I could see how I would be fooled and others would be fooled for sure. Especially Patriots beat writers like you, you heard Belichick's tone there. I mean, we're, we're searching for anything out here. Anything to report on. So, you know, Joe Judge saying crazy things, it, you're going to run with that thing. But yeah, And it's so funny, too, because if you actually go to his account, uh, there was n- there's really nothing that would indicate to you that it's a fake account, it's a parody account, it's a joke. I mean, it looks... It looks and feels extremely professional, and it's just it's just hilarious how yeah. many people is, are fooled. It's brilliant. It is brilliant, okay. and uh, uh, and that kind of you know segues into our talk about joint practices with the Patriots this week. Obviously, a relationship there between Judge and Belichick. Don't have to go into that too much, but you know, looking to finally get our eyes on some players, including Daniel Jones. Right? Not we haven't seen much of Jones in the preseason, and uh, I saw you were writing about how he's expected to play the first half against the Patriots. So. We'll see a lot of Daniel Jones. We'll see a lot of Mac Jones on the Patriots side. So that could be a little fun thing for this game on Sunday. Well, there's certainly a lot more interest in this game than there are the previous two games. The Giants, you know, really haven't played. And I think it's universal really across the league for the most part uh, that the starters haven't been playing. Obviously, it's magnified in New York because, you know, Joe Judge, Daniel Jones, the lightning rods as they are. But, yeah, it is. It's going to be interesting to finally see the starters take the field. Then you kind of have that, you know, pseudo off week or bye week, whatever you want to call it, in between you know, the the final preseason game and then the first regular season game. Um, I think, you know, most Giants fans, although they are excited to finally see some starters, ideally we just want to see everybody get through the game healthy because you see it all around the league right now. Um, there, there are some big names going down, and you, you just you don't want to have that happen for the regular season. No doubt. And teams are leveraging these joint practices completely. We're seeing that that trend continue this year where less and less starters are playing in the actual preseason games and – Coaches are really leveraging those joint practices, those controlled environments where they can try to mitigate the injuries, right? Because that has just been, it's been a thing, man. It's been a thing. Uh, I don't know if it's like less padded practices or what, but you're right. Injuries are popping up all over the place. But good news for the Giants, at least. Sounds like Kyle Rudolph is back. 
activated right before we started recording the show. That's obviously good news because there had been some lingering concern that, you know, this injury, this recovery was taken, you know, much longer than anticipated. And he was running up against the risk of potentially landing on the physically unable uh, to perform list to start the season, which would have left him out for six weeks. And, you know, he made it back in under a week, you know, whether or not he's going to be capable of playing uh, in week one still remains to be seen. He's got a lot of ramp up to do. Um, so he might still miss a game or two, but at least he's not going to miss the first six. Other giant players you're really paying attention to this week, Dan, uh, sounds like Eli Penny's role continues to increase, <laughs> which I know you always have something to say about your guy, Eli Penny. Uh, Matt Cole in the Browns game, a cool little story on, you know, Judge putting him out there on defense due to, you know, I guess the numbers weren't adding up quite right there. They needed a corner. They threw Matt Cole out there. He's a good special teams player. He played 20 snaps on defense, so ended up playing some snaps on defense, offense and special teams, something that we saw the Patriots do with Troy Brown, Julian Edelman. So, you know, another little Giants-Patriots connection there a little bit. And then David Sills, the the wide receiver, he seems to continue to be a good little story. Not sure if he's going to make the team, but he's got an outside shot, I think, right? Because he's really been one of the top performers in the preseason game with with all the bubble players. So you looking at those yeah. players at all and, and, and who oh, else? Oh, yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I think uh, Sills has the opportunity to make the 53-man roster this weekend, for sure, if he, if he hasn't already. I think he's actually pretty close. The rapport he's developed with Daniel Jones, and I've called him Daniel Jones's shadow multiple times this offseason because wherever Jones was, whether it was in North Carolina, Arizona, East Rutherford, wherever it may have been, Sills was there with him. He was traveling the whole country with him. Um, whenever, you know, Jones needed somebody to throw to, a route guy, whatever, it was Sills that was right there. And it reminds me a lot of what Victor Cruz did with Eli Manning, you know, back during his, you know, breakout season. Uh, I think it was his second year. He had the first year he missed was with an injury and then came back the second year was a superstar now i'm not saying sills is going to be a superstar uh, but he has played well he's a big bodied guy on the outside he can play multiple positions he's he's versatile he's talented you know the one knock on him is that maybe he's not you know the greatest special teams player in the world but that's something that could be worked on and i think he has the opportunity to shine with uh, jones a quarterback because there's like i said there's a good rapport there and this might be an opportunity to you know, really highlight himself with you know Kenny Galladay still sitting out, Kyle Rudolph not likely to play, uh, a couple other guys, Tony probably not going to play, uh, not because he got injured during the milk milk crate <laughs> yeah, challenge, a, just a you tragic know. accident with that milk crate uh, challenge. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's, it, it could be a good week for Sills to potentially solidify that roster spot. It's another opportunity for Eli Penny to go out there and show that he can be more than just a fullback and you know take more than six to ten snaps a game blocking. You know he could pass protect. He can catch, he can run, he can do all those things. He's going to get an opportunity to show what he could do at halfback. That may pave the way for the Giants, you know, in a strange scenario, keeping potentially two fullbacks, which I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see if that were to happen. Yeah, and there's, there's, you know, obviously Cole is a great story. We're going to see what, you know, Judge has in store for him against the Patriots. You could see him on all three units again this week. And he actually did a really good job on defense, even though he had not taken a snap there since high school. He was targeted twice. He gave up no receptions and had a stop. So good for him. Stuff like that makes you stick around. You know, when you can show that you can play right. you know, multiple positions, both sides of the ball, forget it. I mean, yeah. that is that is straight up value. No doubt. Absolutely. About it. And yep. even if even if for whatever reason, because the Giants are deep at wide receiver when they're healthy. But, you know, even in the in the instance that he doesn't make the 53 man roster for whatever reason, there's 31 other teams that are looking at that and saying, you know, what, we could use a guy like that. Yeah. Yeah. He could he could have a job. And just real quick, I did want to hit on this. Um, 
you know, just sending thoughts and good vibes over to Tom Coughlin and his family. Uh, that story that came out in the New York Times, his wife, Judy, diagnosed with an incurable brain disorder. I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but it's just she, she's basically losing her ability to speak and move. I know Judy Coughlin, uh, well connected with the Giants and the entire organization, the community. So uh, just tough news here in that and just your thoughts go to Coughlin and, and, and the family. Well, it's absolutely heartbreaking when I heard that. I actually had been emailed by the J Fund Foundation. I do work with them very closely. And um, they, had, they had emailed me and told me that the story in the Times was going up and what was going on. And um, honestly, it was really just, it was a terrible thing to read because Judy is such an amazing person. Um, I've had the opportunity to do some things with her through the J Fund Foundation previously. And um She's she's just an amazing woman. She lights up the room. She's easily one of the most friendly, approachable, down to earth people that you could ever possibly meet in your entire life. And and you know, many within the organization actually credit her with bringing Tom back down to earth himself um, after those first few years with the Giants when you know he was a little rough around the edges. And uh, just just all around, she's a great woman, a great mother, a great wife, and it's just it's absolutely heartbreaking what's happening. And obviously, my prayers, thoughts go out to the Coughlin family. Um, to Judy and Tom, and, and I wish them nothing but the best. And the outpouring of love, I, I hope that they're both able to see it and realize that they are genuinely loved by millions and millions of people. Well said right there. Well said. And uh, coming up next, our fantasy football question of the week with Dan. We'll be right back. All right, Dan, our fantasy question of the week centers around Kenny Galladay. I wanted to get your take on him right now in fantasy drafts. He's around the 30th wide receiver off the board. So not being drafted as a wide receiver one for fantasy purposes, but the Giants are paying him to be their number one receiver this year. So I'm wondering what you think about how many targets, how involved he's going to be in the offense. There's always injury concerns with this player. And of course, he's got a hamstring in the preseason that he's dealing with. So that's probably weighing down his average draft position in fantasy drafts a little bit. Uh, so this is kind of a people are hot and cold on this player. Are you buying or selling Kenny Galladay as like a low end wide receiver two or high end wide receiver three in fantasy this year? Because that's where he's being drafted. Well, I would say that's great value. And as a matter of fact, I think that's tremendous value. I don't think that he's going to get the kind of targets or production that are required for a wide receiver one. And he will play that role for the Giants, but it's going to be like a plexico burst kind of role, which has the potential to be, you know, productive and fruitful, but it's really going to be more like uh, red zone and end zone production, spreading the field, taking some, you know, attention away from um, some of the other wide receivers. I think more than anything else, Sterling Shepard, you know, Darius Slayton, maybe John Ross, David Sills, whoever else is in there, they're really going to benefit more from Galladay's presence than anyone else. And I would say Shepard is probably the odds on favorite to get the most number of targets in the Giants offense this year. But Galladay at that, you know, at that level, down to number 30, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, whatever it may be, you have the opportunity to get a lot of touchdowns out of them in, in that space. So for, you know, looking at it from that perspective, absolutely, he's totally worth it at that point. I'd buy high on that. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think if he's still around in like late sixth, early seventh round of like a 12-team draft, and you can get Galladay in that area. It's a good pick. There's some value there. You know, 17, 17 games if he stays yeah. healthy. I mean, yeah. he might score 15 touchdowns, and he, he might put up 800, 900 yards, 15 touchdowns, and you know, a reverse or two, pick up a couple extra yards there. So, yeah, I absolutely think the value is there. Yeah, and I don't know how many people have already done their drafts for this year. Some people kind of wait until closer to week one to, to make sure you get all the information, all the injuries, and all that. 
Uh, but you know, I think wide receiver is by far once once you start like preparing for a draft or you're in a draft, it's like wide receiver is so freaking deep. It's by far the deepest position. There's so many good receivers. So mm-hmm. you do have a chance to kind of wait on receiver a little bit, maybe go after a you know one of the stud tight ends early. Wait on wide receiver. Get a guy like Kenny Galladay. I think that's a pretty good strategy. Yeah, so absolutely. I might have to and just. It, I might have to employ that strategy, Dan. And right, and the game and the game has changed a little bit. So you know you're getting more production out of a larger number of, of receivers. So that top end production may come down a little bit, but that bottom end production is coming up. And when you when you're you know in round six or whatever it is, and you're looking and, and there's a Kenny Galladay on the board, you're you're going to get value out of that pick. All right. So our sports betting question of the week is another Giants futures bet. And uh, I've talked in the past, Dan, about opening up my app. Well, I can now reveal what the app is uh, because we have, a, we have a, a partnership with USA Today with Tipico. So that's exciting. The Tipico Sportsbook, opening up my Tipico app, trying to figure out, you know, a, a Giants futures bet for you. And I just pulled up the, the odds on them to reach the playoffs. You know, that was one of our big storylines last year, the path to the playoffs. It almost happened. It wasn't supposed to, but it almost did at the end. Uh, their odds to make the playoffs this year. Yes, so for the Giants to make the playoffs is the big underdog, right? At plus 230, no is the favorite at minus 290. So Giants an overwhelming favorite to miss the playoffs again this season. Dan, you buying or selling that? Boy, it's, that this is going to tug at your heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, the, the NFC East catch you every time. And, and here's the thing. I think the Giants are a predominantly better team than they were a season ago. Um and I'm not necessarily convinced that the NFC East as a whole is going to be considerably better than it was a season ago. No, I don't think the winner is going to finish uh, with a losing record, but I can see someone in the NFC East making making the playoffs with a nine-win season. I, I, I genuinely can. Now the question in that situation becomes, are the Giants a three-win improvement over last year? And I think that they are so long as they can stay healthy. So. In that regard, especially now that you've got these rumors and reports that Dak Prescott's got the shoulder injury that might last the whole season, I think that will bring the Cowboys' odds falling back down to earth a little bit. And, you know, that benefits the Giants. And I know that, you know, there are a lot out there, a lot of betters, a lot in Vegas, typical, uh, that are going to, you know, put a higher, you know, higher, better number on, you know, the Washington team to go in and, and repeat. But that's not something that genuinely happens or genuinely happens in the NFC East. So from that perspective, I, if I were a betting man, I would not be too afraid to put money on the Giants making playoffs this season. Do you think the Giants could be better than the Cowboys this year, Dan? Do you think that's le- like a legit possibility? I do. I, I genuinely do because, one, I think their defense is going to be substantially better than it was a year ago, and they were pretty darn good a year ago. And so long as they stay healthy, listen, I have faith in Daniel Jones. I know that that's where a lot of these odds are coming from, you know, the disbelief that he's going to be able to take this year three leap, and that's all really what it hits hinges on but if Saquon comes back and stays healthy the Giants could keep the wide receivers on the field and the offensive line can just do an average job just an average job I think that the Giants can be potentially very dangerous they they're a fighting team uh they're a scrappy team they're going to give you four four full quarters uh we saw that last year with the exception of a few games here and there and like I said they're a lot better in terms of their personnel this year and depth this year than they were a year ago so I think there's a potential for them to surprise a lot of teams as long as they can stay healthy. Love it, Dan. Enjoy the game on Sunday. It's going to be fun watching a little bit of Daniel Jones, right? He's finally going to see a little bit of Jones. Hopefully he uh, hopefully plays well. Should be a good – the Patriots have a good little defense. Uh, so a good little test for him. Hopefully, 
Hopefully he doesn't stink up the joint. You know, hopefully he's hopefully, hopefully he looks not, like he's approved. If he does, the meltdown will be will be pretty extreme. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it. There's no better test than to go up against a Bill Belichick coach team. So you're gonna you're gonna get guys who are where they're supposed to be, playing what they're supposed to be. Their assignments are gonna be crisp. Um, so you, you couldn't get a better a better practice in than that. Uh, so you got two days of that in the game. So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Danny Dimes fares over the next few days. Love it. We'll be back to talk about it next week. We'll catch you then. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.